You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's amazing how Tom Brady can say literally one sentence and have four to five different NFL fan bases all freak out, including the Chicago Bears, who suspect maybe, just maybe, Tom Brady was talking about Mitch Trubisky when he called, or I guess referred to another team's quarterback as a mother bleeper in an HBO segment. We'll get to that and a lot more on today's Locked on Bears podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at Cox Sports one You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Bears. You can like Locked on Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked on Bears Facebook group and make sure that you subscribe to the Locked on Bears YouTube channel right now. And also a like and a comment on the video go a long way toward helping us out as well. On the show today, Tom Brady's cursing just barely kind of slips one in there talking about feeling a little peeved about one of the teams that passed him up in free agency. The Chicago Bears were one of those teams that passed him up in free agency. So we'll try and connect some dots there and eliminate some of the team options. We don't know for sure that it was the Chicago Bears, but we can guess pretty well which teams it wasn't and narrow some things down here and maybe draw some connections between Mitch Trubisky and his future in Chicago then compared to where Tom Brady was in his free agent pursuit. We'll also look at another veteran that was available that offseason that thought he was going to come to the Chicago Bears, a potential tight end reunion in Chicago that never happened. We'll hear from Greg Olson and why he was so disappointed with how that 2020 offseason went. And he felt a little bit played by Ryan Pace in the Chicago Bears, like maybe they didn't really give him a fair shake before signing Jimmy Graham, who will bring up our third segment of the podcast. Jimmy Graham thought about retiring this offseason, thought about retiring after the Bears playoff game last season, then got into a, a really serious car accident where he was okay. But again, conjuring up these thoughts of, do I want to come back another year? Do I want to keep playing? He's all in for 2021. But we'll go through some of what was going through his mind and some of that decision-making process today on the podcast. But let's start with the quarterback commonly referred to as the greatest of all time. Certainly the Super Bowl rings and all that. This is not a Tom Brady Love Fest podcast by any means. But, you know, he's, he's the top dog. And, you know, they put him on the Madden cover for a reason. When he speaks, people listen. And people try and read between the lines as best as they possibly can to try and figure out, who and what he's talking about when he does. And so a trailer came out for an HBO show that Tom Brady will be a part of, an episode of The Shop. I think it's a LeBron James project. It's kind of a barbershop environment where they gather athletes and music celebrities, musicians, artists, rappers, you name it, and then, you know, actresses, people from Hollywood, kind of a a wide swath of the entertainment industry. And on the latest episode coming up, it's it's Tom Brady, it's Draymond Green from the Golden State Warriors, it's the rapper Kid Cudi, as well as the actress and comedian Chelsea Handler. And we just get this one segment, like this one slip of one quote from Tom Brady 
it's an HBO product, so I, I can't play the video or audio from you. But the, the exact quote there from Tom Brady, he says right at the beginning of the clip, one of the teams, they, were interested at the, they weren't interested at the very end. And I was thinking, you're sticking with that mother, and then it cuts off, right? It, it cuts off before he actually says any F word in there that they would have to censor off. It's part of good editing for the trailer to get you hooked and want to watch the episode. And it certainly worked for fans of every team that was reported or rumored to have been interested in Tom Brady last year. And one of those is the Bears. There was plenty of credible reporting that they were at least kicking the tires on Brady as a potential quarterback solution last offseason, entering Mitchell Trubisky's final season. The Bears instead end up trading for Tom Brady. They also had the opportunity to go after somebody like Phillip Rivers, Teddy Bridgewater, some of these other quarterbacks. Andy Dalton was even available then. The Bears, again, instead opt for Nick Foles. But as we start to parse through the quote in particular from Brady, one of these teams you know, that, was, that obviously was interested at some point was no longer interested at the end. And he was thinking, you're sticking with that mother bleeper. Of course, a reference to a quarterback that he felt like was drastically inferior. So when we look at some of the other teams that were interested in Brady, again, we've got the New Orleans Saints, the, the Los Angeles Chargers, the San Francisco 49ers, and ultimately coming back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think we can pretty quickly eliminate the New Orleans Saints from this discussion. They were interested in Brady, and then they got the confirmation that Breeze was going to be back. I don't think I think Brady has enough respect for Drew Brees to, to not be like, ah, that, you know, that MF or that guy. Like, no, it's, it's Drew Brees. We can pretty much cross them out. For the Chargers, they were coming off of Phillip Rivers last year, and it's my understanding. Phillip Rivers, they had already kind of told him, we're going our different directions. We're kind of moving on for life after Phillip Rivers. So they had already decided... Rivers was going to be gone, and they were going to be pursuing another quarterback. So they weren't. there was no MF for them to stick with, right? They had already decided they're getting a new quarterback, so Brady can't be talking about the Chargers because they weren't sticking with anybody. They were going to sign Tyrod Taylor and draft Justin Herbert eventually, but there was no one there to stick to to be the reference there. So for me, it comes down to the 49ers and the Bears. And 49ers, think back now, this is after the 2019 season going into 2020, they were coming off of the Super Bowl loss. They were 13-3 and in that regular season. I mean, Jimmy Graham, or Jimmy Graham, excuse me, that'll be later in the podcast. Jimmy Garoppolo, too many Jimmy G's today. Jimmy Garoppolo was not good in the Super Bowl, right? He did not have a good finish to that season, but he helped them get to 13-3. and The 49ers were pretty much all in on running it back and trying to get back to the Super Bowl because they were a good team overall, right? They were a well-built organization. And, of course, Brady and Jimmy had that, relationship in New England to the point where maybe Brady pushed for Jimmy to be sent to the 49ers, didn't want him there, breathing down his neck. So there could be some tension there that leads to the mf -er reference there for Jimmy G. Although you wonder maybe if he holds him in slightly higher regard than to call him that. I mean, Jimmy G's a, a better quarterback than that, presumably. Whereas, you know, you compare him to Mitch Trubisky and the Chicago Bears, the Bears had just missed the playoffs in 2019, and obviously it was a, a below-average season, a very disappointing 2019. So you could see where if Brady hears the Bears say, "Ah, you know what? Sorry, Tom, but we're bowing out. We made an offer, but we know we can, we're not going to keep up with this." Maybe you're going to stick with Mitch Trubisky like that 
MFer. You know, you can see where you can draw the line there a little bit more easily to him. I mean, the Jimmy G thing is a strong argument, and by all means, we do not know who Brady was actually referring to, but there's a pretty plausible argument there for Mitch Trubisky. Because outside of those two, maybe it's some of the other teams that were maybe reportedly so or so interested in Brady. I mean, we've heard the Raiders and the Titans thrown out there, but they weren't among this team list of finalists that was so well reported at the time with Brady. So it comes down to Jimmy Garoppolo or Mitch Trubisky. And if I had to pick on which one of those quarterbacks was going to be that MFer, I'm probably going to go with Mitch Trubisky. But hey, Tom Brady was not the only aging veteran quarterback that the Chicago Bears were looking at last season. He was not the only veteran they were interested in and didn't ultimately end up getting. The Bears almost brought in Greg Olson for a reunion to bring back their former tight end and right some of the wrongs of the past, but it didn't quite happen. And we'll find out a little bit more about some new revelations from Greg Olson about the reunion that wasn't next on Locked on Bears. I want to thank our sponsor today, betonline.ag, helping us bring you this podcast every day. It is the number one place we trust and the number one place we recommend for all of your online sports betting needs. Because even though we're in the end of June, right, a long way from real football, there's a lot you can still bet on with football at betonline.ag. You can bet on Justin Fields as Offensive Rookie of the Year. Nine to one odds right now. A far and away underdog behind a number of players picked before him and after him, a number of quarterbacks as well. Seems like some potentially good value there if he gets on the field and plays at such a high level. You can vote on Matt Nagy as one of the favorites as first coach to be fired. You really get both sides of the spectrum here. Bears over, under, win totals. Bears, whether they make the playoffs or not, which at this point they are not expected to make the playoffs. So if you think they can hit the postseason, opportunity for some money to be made at betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account and enter our promo code Locked On to receive your free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So while we're on the 2020 offseason, we're still sort of in that mode. So not this past six months, but the year before that, entering the pandemic, this was like right when the pandemic was starting. That offseason was normal. When we began, I mean, it sort of started with the combine being canceled. But even before that, the Carolina Panthers had moved off of Greg Olson. And the Bears themselves, maybe maybe we need to go back a step further of, of where the Bears were at tight end at that time. Again, entering the 2020 offseason would be coming off of a 2019 season where it was a mess. It was about as messy as, as you could get for Bears tight ends. They finished that season, what was it, J.P. Holtz, Jesper Horstead, and Eric Saubert, and I think Ben Broniker was their number one tight end by the end there because you started the season with Trey Burton and Adam Shaheen. It was kind of both of their last runs, their last chance, and they both were injured by the end of that season. And you think back to even 2019 offseason before the 2019 season, that was when the Bears had like 10 different tight ends in for off-season minicamp and training camp. It was just a weird carousel of tight ends, and little did they know they would ultimately end up needing most of those guys at some point during the season because of the injuries and the ineffectiveness at that tight end position. So the Bears were desperate to upgrade at that spot and really made it 
a high priority. And so when Greg Olson is released in early February, ahead of free agency, that means he can be signed at any time. He was a cap casualty, I believe, for the Carolina Panthers, and the Bears had the option to bring him in at any point. And so I believe it was a, a recent episode of the Pardon My Take podcast that Greg Olson was a part of where he, he detailed some of the different negotiations and how that conversation went with the Bears and, and how he really didn't like how it played out. And it didn't sit well with him, and he didn't think the Bears were all that fair to him. Again, uh, since it's from another podcast, I'm not going to play the audio for you, but I did pull some of the top quotes from Olsen here that kind of explain how this situation played out. Olsen said, quote, Matt Nagy called me with the GM, and we talked for like 45 minutes on the phone. They're asking me questions about routes and what kind of systems have you played in and are you comfortable with code words versus digits? What did you do on your backside routes? What was your leverage read? All this stuff. So I hang up. I say to my wife, babe, I think they really like me and want to sign me. How cool would it be if life came full circle and we could finish up my career back in Chicago? That would be so sick, right? I got myself so excited. Olson continues. Long story short, they're like, we don't have enough money. We don't have this. So I go and sign with Seattle. And day one of free agency, they signed Jimmy Graham. And I'm like, what the F? And they paid him more than I wanted. Graham said, or Olsen said, I go to my wife and I love Jimmy. It has nothing to do with Jimmy. But when they signed Jimmy, those guys, it was like they used me. It was like they took me on a cheap date, picked my brain for everything they knew, and then they just gave me an Uber and sent me on my way. How, how do the Bears disrespect Greg Olson twice in one career? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how do, they, how do they do that more than once with two different GMs, two different head coaches, two different, you know, regimes? First, it's, it's Mike Martz and Lovey Smith trading him away for really poor return on investment, return on value for trading one of the better young tight ends in the NFL at a time when he was entering his prime and... We don't have to relive all of the frustration that Bears fans had in 2010 when they very clearly mishandled one of their top assets. We come back this time around. Jimmy Graham signs a one-year, $7 million contract with the Seahawks. Not a cheap tight end. Fair. But the Bears signed Jimmy Graham for two years, $16 million, with, what was it, $9 million guaranteed. And that's where the number comes in, $9 million guaranteed, compared to just the seven. That, Jimmy Grant, or that, that Greg Olson got. Olson says they paid him more than me when they told Greg Olson to his face that they didn't have enough money to afford him. Now, Jimmy Graham's cap hit, the amount he counted against the Bears' salary cap in year one, was $6 million compared to Greg Olson's $7 million. The Bears are paying more now. It's $10 million that Jimmy Graham is getting this year, which is more than Greg Olson got last year. The Bears also would go on to sign Robert Quinn. Like They found salary cap space last offseason, right? I mean, that excuse for not signing Olsen is, it's disrespectful. It's, it's, it's lying to him. Like he said, he kind of got played there. I understand why he feels that way. Like, the argument is not, well, Olsen is better than Graham or should have been better than Graham. I think you, you look at their seasons, Olsen went on injured reserve after like 10 games or whatever with some kind of foot injury. I think it was plantar fasciitis, that, that sort of thing. So, you know, his production was limited, right? He had couple dozen catches for 200 to 300-ish yards in that range, and it was, 
maybe a little bit disappointing. You sort of understand he's at the end of his career. Graham also at the end of his career, but Graham producing a little bit more. But it, it was more about the idea of the reunion and, and what if. How much fun would that have been to had Greg Olson back on the Bears where the guy belonged. He belonged from day one. And I know, you know, the Bears only missed him for a couple of seasons before they brought in Martellus Bennett and they had good production. But if you had had Greg Olson in 2011 and 2012 instead of Kellen Davis, there's a name from the past that maybe you intentionally blocked out of your memory. But boy, you know, I think that 10 and 6 2012 season where the Bears just barely missed the playoffs, you wonder if that much better of a tight end in his prime could have potentially been some of the difference, right? We don't have to go back through every season. Jay Cutler got hurt in 2011. Graham maybe doesn't fix Caleb Haney and and all those things that went wrong at the end of that season, but you just never know what Greg Olson would have been like in this offense. Maybe, Maybe it wouldn't have been anything special in 2020, but it would have felt good, and it would have been a good story, and you would have only been tied to him for one year compared to Jimmy Graham, who you have back this season on a 10 million dollar cap hit one of the highest paid tight ends in the NFL is Jimmy Graham back with the Chicago Bears they almost didn't have him back though after that Bears lost to the Saints in the playoffs he almost retired we'll hear a little bit more of what that thought process was like for him and what the Bears are expecting from him in 2021 next on Locked on Bears we don't know What type of a role Jimmy Graham will play in this Bears offense this season? He's going to be some kind of important part. And the only person we trust for important parts is our friends at rockauto.com. They know auto parts better than anybody. They've been serving customers online for over 20 years with any and everything you need for your vehicle. Stop going to the chain stores in person where you have to go and talk to somebody and they ask you a thousand questions just to go look in the back and find out that they don't have the part anyway, so they have to ship it to your house. Cut out the middleman. Just go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Their catalog is incredible. It's super easy to navigate. I guarantee you can find almost anything you're looking for. Check them out today, and while you're there, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Another place with an amazing selection, Built Bar. BuiltBar.com is the home of the world's best tasting protein bars, and I can personally vouch that they are absolutely delicious. I have had every single flavor up to this point, and you can't go wrong because they all taste like candy bars. They're all covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, but they're low sugar, low calorie, high fiber, and high protein. Seriously, 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and it tastes delicious? You can't beat that anywhere else. You really just have to try it for yourself. I know it sounds a little bit too good to be true, but trust me, I eat them every single day. Head on over to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code Locked 15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code L O C K E D 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. At this point, I'm not sure 
how much Jimmy Graham still has left to play for, but he's very motivated to come back and be a member of the Chicago Bears. And even thinking about that idea of not being with the team, it sounds like it didn't last long. But when I look at his career, right, he's been in the NFL for, I think, 11 seasons up to this point. He's been to a, a bunch of Pro Bowls. I think he's set some franchise records and some, I think, even an NFL record in there. I mean, he led the NFL with, like, 16 receiving touchdowns early in his career. I mean, he has been a monster, productive tight end. The Hall of Fame argument is probably a discussion for another podcast. I'd have to sort of look at a bunch of other tight ends. But, I mean, he's been... For a long stretch, he was one of the NFL's best tight ends for quite a while. And sort of one of the forefront of this new era of wide receiver tight end, almost hybrids, where he's 6'7", and and kind of thin, and he's never been a great blocker. But he's just, he was sort of the original Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Rob Gronkowski type tight end. I mean, he was um, in that sort of generation of guys coming in that have helped more or less revolutionize the position. But he's never won a Super Bowl. And I get that that's a big point of emphasis for him. He was drafted the year after the Saints won the Super Bowl for the first time. And then he came to Seattle like a couple of years after they won the Super Bowl. But neither place was he able ever to be a part of like that repeat effort to get back and go there. So I I get the pursuit of another ring, but that's not really a fair expectation for the Bears in 2021. I mean, this is a team that is hopeful for the playoffs, perhaps, with Justin Fields, but the Super Bowl is is not really the stage that this team is at anymore. So I, I'm, I'm a little bit confused about where that stands, but I thought Jimmy himself did a good job of kind of explaining where that drive and where that motivation come from, and because this is a Bears press conference, I can use the actual audio and video on our YouTube channel for this one. I do apologize for those watching in video form The audio is a little bit quiet from Graham, but I promise I won't blow your ears out as soon as we come back from his press conference. In the playoff game, when you catch the touchdown as time expires in New Orleans and you walk up the tunnel, is there any part of you that goes, maybe that was it? Did you think think about retiring at all? Uh, Yeah. You know, I mean, I I certainly did it for a second there, um, you know, for a little bit and um, you know, I got a lot of unfinished, unfinished business. Um, you know, it was very difficult for me, obviously, um, you know, to go back in the, in the dome and, you know, especially to lose, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty fiery person. I'm a pretty, uh, enthusiastic person and, and, um, I hate losing simple as that. And, um, so, you know, it was a lot of frustration there, you know, cause I, um, you know, I, I haven't won a ring and, you know, that's all I think about. So, you know, you know, just knowing that, you know, it's another year. And, and, and so, you know, I was unsure what I was going to do, but, you know, um, talk to Ryan and, you know, talk to, um, talk to Matt and, and, you know, I'm on board and, you know, I'm ready to do whatever it takes to, you know, to get back in that position, you know, and, and to move forward and, you know, hopefully to, to make a run. What did you weigh when you, when you were trying to decide and when did you come to a conclusion that you were going to give it another, uh, another year at least? really just my overall health. You know, I'm not a guy who, you know, I, you know, I just want to make sure that, you know, I can, I can make it through a season and make it through, through another playoff run. You know, that's kind of the biggest, you know, thoughts that I always have, you know, I, you know, I never want to outlive my time. And, um, you know, I feel like I'm, 
I can still be used and I can still be a weapon and, and I can still be a leader, you know, for this team and help these young kids, um, uh, you know, to make a run and, and, you know, to, to share some of my knowledge of what I've been through in this league and, you know, the wins and the lessons I've learned. So I, I think for Graham, it's not purely about the Super Bowl, but that's definitely a motivator in there. But I think part of it is, like he said, health and uh, the love for the game, right? Just wanting to be out there and compete, feeling like he still can provide something for this team. And then also I think the, the $10 million paycheck is not a bad motivator to come back for one more year as well. I think we were a little bit surprised that the Bears didn't maybe cut him for that salary cap savings, right? They instead cut Kyle Fuller and Charles Leno and Bobby Massey and shed a lot of talent at positions of need, whereas at tight end, you already have Cole Komet. Like, he is the present and the future at tight end. They need more from Cole Komet this season. It's about sort of helping him grow into that next role because last year, Jimmy Graham's role in this offense, he started as the starter and was kind of the every-down tight end. And if you look at, like, a graph of Jimmy Graham's snaps as the season went on, slowly goes less and less until he very clearly was this sort of number two option slash wide receiver where he wasn't even really a full tight end anymore in this Bears offense. By the way, as the offense got better and better, as they sort of switched things up with the schematically bringing back Mitch Trubisky and doing some new things offensively, those things are not 100% connected, but they did happen at relatively the same time. And so if you're Jimmy Graham, is Chicago really where you want to be? I mean, again, $10 million contract, by all means, get your money. You sign that deal if they're willing to pay it for you, collect it and be a part of this team and... You know, at, at least behind it, there's some motivation there, right? You hear that in his own words. He is motivated to be a part of this team. He wants to get back and keep playing at a high level and have offensive success and do all the things that he enjoys about playing football. So we'll see exactly how these tight end roles shake out as we go through this season, whether that's, you know, Komet really running away with it or whether they start to do a little bit more of a split opportunities thing here. We'll make sure we are keeping up with all of it for you every single day on the Locked On Bears podcast. So make sure that you subscribe right now to keep up with all of our daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. We're not fully five days a week right now in this off-season mode. We're still bringing you some occasional bonus content on our YouTube channel, so make sure that you check that out if you have not done so already. We'll be keeping things fresh there as well. And then once we get closer to training camp and the regular season, you bet we will be ramping you back up to five days a week like normal. So I hope you'll keep it locked right here on Locked on Bears. And keep coming back for more because the offseason is long and we're in perhaps the most dead time of the year. But I hope the Locked on Bears podcast can help you bear down.